Time for our monthly chamber chat with folks from the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. We're joined by the chamber president for another day or two, Donna Copeland, and the incoming president, Sean Johnston, as the formal election occurs at the annual meeting uh, via Zoom call tomorrow. Folks, good morning. Thanks for joining me for today. Emotional next uh, 27 or so hours for you, Donna? (laughs) Do you need a hanky? (laughs) <laughs> it has uh it has been uh, a great year uh 2020 has certainly had uh its challenges and uh i've been so proud to be a part of this organization and um you know we really had to start the year off with our normal um meetings and gatherings and then we pivoted and uh the chamber really had to figure out how to reinvent itself just like all the other businesses did and so um no I'm uh, I'm glad to be passing on the reins to Sean Johnston who um has a lot of experience and a great uh great knowledge to be able to bring to the board. So no it's it's a it's a good day. It's a good week. So Sean she passes the baton to you and has she been a good leader so far to kind of show you the reins of the job of being the chamber president? She has been a great president, and uh, being behind her this past year and watching her in action, uh, I could not come into it in a better position. She uh, she really, with our executive director, Betty Kujai, really uh, kept the chamber afloat, uh, on the fly, reconfigured how we do business, and uh, and not only had, a, had an okay year, had a great year as a chamber and really brought value to businesses, so... Uh, she, uh, she's. Gr- I'm very, very lucky to be following in her footsteps. So, Donna, explain this concept. You both indicated that 2020 was a good or a great year. Well, we had plenty of issues in 2020 as well. So, how did the chamber and the merchants in the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber weather the storm? And are things better now than they were, say, eight, nine, ten months ago? Oh well, they're definitely better than they were eight or uh, nine months ago. But we, uh, you know, we continued to be able to have anniversaries and celebrations and ribbon cuttings. We had um, Jewett City Savings Bank opened a new branch. Of course, your 50th anniversary we celebrated. Um, Sinclair Auto Palace uh, ribbon cutting. Shabbat and Associates Real Estate. Those were a few of the businesses we were able to honor through the year with our masks, with social distancing, doing things outside. We welcomed 17 new members, uh, one of which I was just at last week for a ribbon cutting, Bubbles Laundromat um, in Plainfield, Connecticut. Beautiful, beautiful little building. Um, they do wash and fold service, and it's all themed like a train station. It was absolutely um, a wonderful spot to go meet the folks that open that business. And So, no, we've continued to do that, but, you know, in general, Wayne, we've had to change the services we offer to our uh, businesses. And by that, I mean that we have done lunch and learn programs on health and wellness, where we've done it through a Zoom platform. We have also had webinars on uh, FMLA, which is the new CARES Act that uh, uh, program that we needed to um, educate folks on. And one of the biggest time-consuming things we've done over the last eight or uh, nine months has been work with businesses on the payroll protection program and on uh, sourcing PPE 
of equipment and needs for businesses. And those are just a couple of things. I mean, the list goes on, but it has been a very busy year. All right, Sean, she's raised the bar pretty high. What are your goals for the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce for 2021? I, I guess I'd say our first goal, Wayne, is to continue our pattern of growth. We've had a steady growth in chamber membership uh, for many years running now. And uh, and to do that, you've, you've got to provide those services that Donna talked about. Uh, so my goal sort of this year is to completely figure out how to pivot. Uh, to almost plan out a, a sort of a two-year plan in one because I have a strong suspicion that by the time we get halfway through this year or slightly more than halfway through this year, we're going to be back to a very different environment. So the first half of the year is going to have to be to continue to provide those services and probably at a more in a virtual platform that we've been doing uh, to get information out to businesses uh in that format and to continue to do lunch and learn and webinars in that format, but be ready when we get to June and maybe July that we can begin to get back to in-person networking, which has always been uh, the strength of a chamber and the strength of our chamber to get businesses that opportunity to network together uh, and to uh, educate people about their business and what they're doing and to, uh, to drive business to their business. So, so it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a different year. It's going to be, uh, we need to continue this virtual way, and we need to go in a new direction, and I think we're ready to do that. All right, Don, explain to me how the baton gets passed from you to Sean with your annual meeting coming up tomorrow. Well, you know, um, in the past, we've had a wonderful evening event, uh, a gala, so to speak, with the award ceremony and a wonderful meal. This year, um, we will meet uh, via Zoom and, you know, it, it, it's not the same. There's, there's no, uh, you know, pretending and it isn't. But um, we all need to be safe. And so we will have a Zoom uh, platform meeting. Our board of directors will be um, voted in. And Sean will take over and close the meeting. So, you know, we'll, we'll cover some business. We'll wrap up what we did in 2020 um, on a little bit more formal platform than, you know, you and I are doing here. And then Sean will talk about what he's going to do next year, and, and we'll move forward. The way I see it, Donna, the biggest challenge that you will have is passing a baton from yourself to Sean on a Zoom call. How, how exactly do you do that? Well, we're going to have to have Betty with the gavel in the middle, and she can pound it for each of us. Sean, let me fire this with you. Donna mentioned in the last year, despite the pandemic and other economic issues we had, you still managed to add 17 new chamber members. That got my attention. That's pretty good. Is that kind of your goal right now to put up a number like that for 2021? Uh, we, we don't really put up a number to say this is where we want to grow our members, our membership, Wayne. It's more that we want to continue to offer services and uh, and as businesses join and are happy with the services they get from the chamber, they're happy with uh, some of the webinars and the lunch and learn. And in past years, our networking events, uh, our business after hours, which were which were uh, really attended very very well, oftentimes 100 plus 150 people, uh, they talk to other businesses, and that's where our growth comes from. So that's really a reflection. We don't go in saying this is. You know, every business wants to grow each year. So we certainly want to grow each year, but we also want to make sure that uh, that's happening because we're providing value to businesses. So if, if we grew by 17 members again, I would be a, I would be a happy camper because that means that we're providing value to those businesses.
Yeah, set the bar high. And Donna, Sean just mentioned the webinars, a couple of dozen of them that were really valuable for members of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce on a variety of topics. Tell me about those that you had in 2020 and maybe what some of the most popular ones were. Sure, yeah. I would have to say that a couple of them that stood out, what employees need to know about the FMLA um, Act, that was, uh, you know, lots of really great questions on, on how that was going to affect them and, and uh, how they had to deal with that. And it's family medical leave, right? Yes, it is, exactly. Um, the Small Business Administration Payroll Protection Program, uh, offering uh, loan programs and getting information out to our members on how to apply and being there to answer questions uh, for them, connecting them with uh, banking representatives, you know, whatever needed to happen. So those webinars were very successful. Um, we also had uh, some fun with some financial planning, um, estate planning, and uh, pivot marketing. We actually had a, a head of marketing uh, person on that talked about how you could pivot the way you do you do your marketing, and, and that was a very, very well-attended program. So, I mean, really, truly offered some uh, good quality information to people, and that Zoom platform allows them to, uh, you know, they can either type in a question or you know, raise your hand on Zoom and, and ask the presenter a question, and you're talking to professionals that, that uh, that were there offering their services. You weren't paying hundreds of dollars an hour. You just had to be a chamber member. So, you know, those types of things that the chamber offers, it's just you can't put a price on that. How do those webinars compare and contrast to the four Lunch and Learn workshops you had, which were very well received by the membership? Um, very similar, really. Um, you know, Lunch and Learn was more of an interactive um, you know, question answer, question answer, small discussion periods where the webinar um, offered a little bit more of a presentation, you know, where you would connect your screen and the person presenting would uh, have some slides up and give some more detailed information. And then, of course, that's all available um, to be emailed to you so you can have those slides afterwards. So similar, um, you know, just set up a little bit differently in terms of the presentation. Wayne, Wayne, this is Sean, and one of those Lunch and Learn series was uh, two gentlemen came in uh, from Verizon, and they just basically gave us all a tutorial on features of our iPhone that maybe we didn't know about. Now, maybe some of the members uh, did and were really good with it. Would that be like how to conference a call like we've done this morning? <laughs> conference, I don't, you know what? That didn't come up, Wayne, but a whole bunch of different things came Sean, there's an idea for you for 2021. I mean, there may be people, and I have to raise my hand, I can't do it. Maybe some people want to know how to do that, and I would think there's two levels of that. Number one is iPhone, the other is Android. Right, right. So that probably will come back in 2021. Awesome. We will shout and let you know when we bring that back. You can join us for that one. Yeah, let me know about that one, because, of course, uh, we're a member as well. Uh, later this spring, you'll be hosting an economic forum. Tell me more about that. We've done this in past years and found it really helpful, and we try to bring in uh, two or three people that, that really have their pulse on uh, on the economy in Connecticut and, and past people that we've brought in, Peter Joya, CBIA economist, who who always is a, he's a great presenter and he's just a real rational economic mind and, and gives you a sort of a sense of where the state is going. Uh, 
opportunities for the state and pitfalls and what they've got to kind of the minefield that they've got to try to avoid. Uh, so uh, Keith Benoff, a great friend of Northeastern Connecticut, a Putnam native, uh, who's basically the budget guru at CT Mirror uh, and is absolutely fantastic, has been a past guest of ours. So we're looking to bring back that economic forum uh, later this year as well. So that has always been very, very well attended, and people enjoy that back and forth with, uh, with sort of just a, a economic perspective. So as they're looking at their business and trying to figure out their business goes as the state of Connecticut goes oftentimes. Uh, and they don't operate independently. If one is doing well, oftentimes it helps them to do well. So uh, so that's been a great event for us and we're really excited about hoping to bring that back. Yeah, Peter Joya will be giving a report on the financial health of the state of Connecticut, but I'm guessing that during your term as chamber president, Donna, that various members, maybe all the members at one time or another, were asking you what your thoughts were, what you had heard from legislators, business leaders, and so forth about the economic status, the financial health of the state of Connecticut because of what happened during 2020. So what do you tell them now as far as where things stand in early 2021? It's it's There's light at the end of the tunnel, isn't there? Well, I, actually, that is absolutely the message. There's light at the end of the tunnel. We see it, um, you know, getting the vaccines out. Uh, Connecticut has done a fantastic job at making sure the distribution of the vaccine has been handled well. Um, we have also been able to keep businesses open with social distancing. You know, restaurants are still able to operate um, you know, Connecticut has done a, a really good job, uh, I think, as well as they could uh, moving forward through this pandemic. And, and I really see, you know, the spring summer starting to look very, very different for people. And, and throughout the year, I don't think I saw people walking around moping. I can't do anything. No, everybody said, jump in, figure it out. How do we move forward? And, and that's what, what we all have to do in business. You had a business after hours beginning, or at least planned anyway, for May of 2021. Now, that was a face-to-face thing. You had to kind of make those things either go away or go virtual, I guess, during 2020. Sean, is that one of your goals for 2021, if, 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 the, if the health situation permits, to get back to doing business after hours? As soon as we can safely do it, Wayne, absolutely. That has been uh, one of the great core uh advantages of being a member of the chamber is that you can you can network with 100 150 people in a very relaxed environment and uh sell your business pick their brain talk about common challenges that your business faces that their business may face and it sort of ends up being a bit of a of a mentoring and a, a small group network process that happens at those events so that's critical we donna did a great job of running some virtually but we just found from a business networking sort of standpoint it really was difficult to do and it just didn't seem other things seemed to translate okay to a virtual presentation uh that one was difficult to pull off so we're excited that we're in you know we've targeted uh late spring early summer and we're going to find out we're certainly not going to go back to in person until it's safe but we're excited about that and uh and we do think we'll be having in-person business networking in 2021 without a doubt 
Sean Johnston gets crowned, an actual crown, I think, goes with this tomorrow as the incoming president for the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. And I think that means that this might be a good time, Sean, to give your background as far as everything from where you're from to the, your business and what what you've been able to do with your business over the course of, of, of the time that you've had it. Uh, my background, I, I live in Killingly. Uh, my wife and I own a small real estate business in the town of Thompson, where we spent most of our years, uh, have recently moved to Killingly, but Johnston and Associates Real Estate. And, uh, and Rachel's the primary uh, owner-operator, and I'm a co-owner. Um, I'm more behind the scenes, but uh, but uh, Rachel, like everybody else in our business, we, we pivoted it. Uh, in March, all of a sudden, if you're a real estate agent, uh, you can't show houses. How do you sell houses if you're afraid to go into a house and if people are afraid to have strangers come into their house? And uh, so they, you know, all of Rachel's agents and her and got together and figured out how they could do it. They did some virtual open houses and they did virtual showings where she would go in and and uh, just walk throughout the house with her iPad and uh, capture each room and, and talk throughout it and explain the features and uh, and then that could become interactive, and the person could ask her questions as she was as doing that as well. So, like all other businesses, it pivoted, and it ended up being the real estate market uh, in Connecticut and in northeastern Connecticut ended up being a strong market this year. So, uh, and a lot of my background, Wayne, I worked in community relations uh, towards the end of my EverSource career. I uh, retired from Eversource about three years ago after 32 years working for them and also spent uh, 16 years of that time uh, with my second job in the Connecticut legislature. So so I've had uh, uh, great interactions with the business community throughout my entire career and uh, I've been a member of the chamber uh, throughout that time. And it's just uh, in retirement, it's one of the perks that I have, Wayne, is that I didn't have time during my working years oftentimes to uh, to be able to be president and, uh, of an organization that really you had to dedicate a fair amount of time to because I was juggling two jobs. And uh, so this is a, boy, this is an honor and a pleasure to have the time to be able to do this, and I'm really looking forward to 2021 with the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber. And, Sean, back me up to the, the real estate market. You talked about the, the surprising boom that it's had recently. It's amazing that the economy had a tough time in 2020, but, man, it, it's really become a seller's market in real estate, hasn't it? No, it, it certainly has, and, and a lot of that's been driven by uh, the fact that people did not have to be in uh, in their office, and many people uh, were able to boot up and work from home. Uh, so instead of having to drive into uh, Worcester, Mass., uh, which is a big employer in northeastern Connecticut, or drive into Providence, uh, or out of state or, uh, part of northeastern Connecticut, uh, drive into our capital city, Hartford. Uh, they could actually work from home. And so many people also that were living in some of these urban settings realized that they didn't have to be in their city any longer, that they could, they could move to a, a smaller community, uh, get that feel and yet still work for their large company that might be headquartered in Hartford, Worcester or Providence. So, so we had, uh, not a lot of inventory out there. Uh, yet there was a big demand, and and people were people saw northeastern Connecticut as value, uh, and so supply and demand in in all businesses uh, drives pricing. And in this case, there was not a big supply, but there was a large demand, and uh, so it pushed prices up. And uh, oftentimes, people were many houses were selling above listing prices with multiple offers coming in. Uh, 
So it was it was an unusual year and something that we in March certainly uh, were scared to death of what was going to happen to the real estate market. We never could have envisioned what what happened over the next nine months. Very interesting stuff. And Donna Copeland, I'm assuming that after your reign ends tomorrow as the president of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce, you're not riding off into the sunset. You'll you'll still be around and you'll still be involved in the chamber and probably give Sean some of your good advice. Well, I, I certainly will be around. I'm looking forward to being able to go back to those business after hours and doing some of the in-person work as a trustee on the board. Um, you know, and, and just to comment on the, the housing market issue, of course, um, as the executive director of Country Living at Westview Commons, uh, I never expected to have nine months of, of people who were able to sell their house so quickly. So I, I also was affected by the by this market. And, you know, again, there's um, you have to look at forward and you have to look at the bright side of things. And, you know, I think 2021 is just going to be another great year. And the pandemic now about 10 months old or thereabouts, but pandemic or no pandemic, uh, you and the folks like Betty Kujai at the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce, you were there every day. In fact, I'm told that you didn't, that you guys didn't miss a day since the pandemic hit. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> so. Well, the chamber is truly an essential business. And, you know, um, that was critical to be able to stay open and be there for businesses. And at that, I'm very, very proud of. And, and also, obviously, so proud of, of Betty Kujai and the work she did to make sure that all happened. She is currently the chamber president, Donna Copeland, from the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. And tomorrow, she'll be replaced by Sean Johnston. Joining us this morning from the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. Folks, great job today. Good talking to you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Wayne. 14 WILI Willimatic and 95.3 FM.